0: positioning for success. His many questions created the aura of genuine interest, leaving others with both a sense of significance, but also a lingering emptiness. Known for gestures of philanthropy, he understood the value of compassion as a means to more important objectives. Caring made people that much easier to manipulate. After a few halting attempts, he has concluded that friends of any depth, were a bad investment. So little return. Actual caring was inconvenient and a luxury for which he had no time or energy. Instead, he defined success in real estate property management and development, diverse business ventures and a growing investment portfolio where he was respected and feared as a severe negotiator and master dealmaker. For Tony, Happiness was a silly and transient sentiment, a vapor, compared to the smell of a potential deal and the addicting aftertaste of the win. Like Scrooge of old, he took delight in wresting the last vestiges of dignity from those around him, especially employees who toiled from fear, if not respect. Surely, such a man is worthy of neither love nor compassion. When he smiled, Tony could almost be mistaken for handsome. Genetics had gifted him with a six-foot-plus frame and good hair, which even now, in his mid-forties, showed no evidence of leaving, even though the lawyer's gray had started to salt his temples. Obviously, Anglo-Saxon, a hint of something darker and finer softened his features. Especially noticeable during rare moments when he was transported out of his customary business demeanor by some fancy or unhinged laughter. By most standards, he was wealthy, successful, and an eligible bachelor. A bit of a womanizer, he exercised enough to stay competitive, sporting only a barely sagging belly that could be sucked in appropriately. And the women came and went, the wiser the sooner and each feeling less valuable for the experience. He had married twice to the same woman. The first union, while both were in their early twenties, had produced a son and a daughter, the latter now an angry young adult living across country near her mother. Their son was another story. That marriage had ended in divorce for irreconcilable differences, a poster story of calculated disaffection and a callous lack of consideration. In only a few short years, Tony had battered Lori's sense of worth and value into barely recognizable bits and pieces. The problem was, she bowed out gracefully, and this could not be counted as a proper win. So, Tony spent the next two years wooing her back, throwing a magnificent remarriage celebration, and then, two weeks later, serving her divorce papers for a second time. Rumor was these had been prepared even before the signatures were inked on the second set of marriage certificates. But this time, she came at him with all the fury of a woman scorned, and he had financially, legally, and psychologically crushed her. This certainly could be chalked up as a win. It had been a ruthless game, but only to him. The price he paid was losing his daughter in the process, something that rose like a specter in the shadows of a little too much Scotch, a little haunting that could soon be buried in the busyness of work and winning. Their son was a significant reason for the Scotch in the first place. Over the counter medicine that softened the ragged edges of memory and regret and tempered the painful migraine that had become an occasional companion. If freedom is an incremental process, so too is the encroachment of evil. Small adjustments to truth and minor justifications over time build an edifice that would never have been predicted, true for any Hitler or Stalin or common person. The inside house of the soul is magnificent, but fragile. Any betrayals and lies embedded in its walls and foundation shift its construction in directions unimagined. The mystery of every human soul, even Anthony Spencer, is profound. He had been-